Welcome back to Pod Hates Louisa, a weekly podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. Today, I am podcasting from a hotel room in San Francisco, and it's so fun here. I love it already. We visited the National Academy of Sciences, which was like a really cool kind of natural history museum crossed with like, they had a rainforest exhibit and like an aquarium and a green roof and like a bunch of cool stuff. And we also visited a Japanese tea garden that was nearby, and it was so relaxing and so aesthetically pleasing. And that then I went secondhand shopping and went to a bunch of like really cute secondhand stores and socialist bookstores and I got a new Kurt Vonnegut book and I love Kurt Vonnegut so much. He is one of my favorite authors of all time along with Toni Morrison and Michael Creighton. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's like spelled Crichton but I'm pretty sure it has some kind of weird unintuitive pronunciation. He's the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. He's a sci-fi author and I really enjoy his work and he was also kind of fun. Not gonna lie. Anyway, there's also a lot of really good vegan food in San Francisco. It is just a very vegan friendly city, I feel. So that's great too. So today I'm going to be talking about three of my personal vendettas that I have harbored for years at this point. Now, I would definitely consider myself a skeptical and cynical person, but I really try not to be like a contrarian or overly negative all the time just for the sake of being a hater. I like to think I have legitimate reasons for hating the things I do. I like to really justify my opinions. I guess that's the debater in me. And just a little disclaimer, these are not like the worst evils in the world or the things that I personally think are the most harmful and unethical things going on. These are just things that most people don't mind or don't really think about, but that I find unbearably annoying. So my first personal vendetta is against motorcycles. Now, I hate the sound of motorcycles. Whenever I hear a motorcycle coming, I my blood boils. I get so angry. It just, it's so freaking loud and annoying, the sound they make. They also like belch gas, smell disgusting, and they're just really, really dangerous. Like motorcycles go at extremely high speeds. I'm pretty sure they can go faster than cars and motorcyclists also tend to go above the speed limit. And if they get in a crash, there's no car around them to protect them. So it's extremely dangerous to crash while on a motorcycle. I read in a report by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration that 14% of all crash-related fatalities are represented by motorcyclists, even even though they're only 3% of vehicles on the road. So it's dangerous, especially because motorcyclists often do a lot of lane splitting, which is riding in between lanes. A fun little story, my grandpa told me he knew a guy who got in a motorcycle accident, but he was so jacked that he literally didn't get hurt because his muscle mass protected him. Um, Like he literally just bounced off the pavement because he was so freaking buff. But anecdotes do not equal evidence and do not think that just being super muscular will save you in the event that you get in a horrible motorcycle crash. So basically, I think that motorcycles are annoying and also super dangerous, and I just hate them. I don't care if it looks cool. My next pet peeve is wine culture. So in general, one of the things that I hate most in this world is pretentiousness. Like, if you are pretentious, I'm sorry, but we can't fucking be friends. Like, I cannot deal with when people are pretentious, and I feel like pretentiousness is so abundant in the wine world. Some people are such snobs about wine and I know what it's like to be a snob about a beverage like I am literally a coffee snob and even I can acknowledge when enough is enough like I am a snob I won't drink like instant coffee unless I'm like backpacking and there's literally no other option but even then I would usually just go through the caffeine withdrawal instead of subjecting myself to the slop that is instant coffee I also don't really support Starbucks because they union bust like they shut down all the locations in my hometown because the workers were trying to unionize 
organized, which is fucked up. And their coffee is really gross anyway, and it's very likely unethical. Like, I'm sure that the people growing the coffee are extremely underpaid. So I only drink, like, fair trade organic coffee, which I'm lucky enough to have access to, and that's both an ethical and a taste preference. But that being said, even though I am a verified coffee snob, I would never consider being, like, a coffee pairing specialist to be a legitimate job. And I wouldn't drop unnecessarily large amounts of money on coffee. I'll pay the minimum amount that I can pay for ethical coffee, nor would I pay a shit ton for like a coffee tasting. However, being a wine pairing specialist is considered a legitimate job, and the position is called a sommelier. Being a sommelier is a ridiculous job in my opinion. I personally think it's preposterous that you can make a decent living just pairing wines with food when so many people work so much harder and are paid pennies per hour. Like the people who work picking coffee in the fields, the people who work cleaning hotel rooms, the people who work picking up trash on the street. Like, these are things that keep society running, and yet these people are severely underpaid, and then there are people making a full salary from literally just pairing wine with food. That doesn't sit right with me. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It's just an overvalued profession. And also, like, the way people taste wine and are obsessed with, like, aerating it and swishing it around their mouth and doing all these things is, like, really annoying to me, just from an aesthetic standpoint. And it just bothers me, the obsession with wine, because it's a completely non-essential item like it's not useful or practical alcohol is a neurotoxin a carcinogen like it does lubricate social interaction but I personally think that it's a good skill to develop being confident enough to socially interact without having to use alcohol to lessen your inhibitions and it's been scientifically proven that there is no completely safe amount of alcohol to consume because it is a known carcinogen neurotoxin unlike coffee which has functional and health benefits up to a pretty high threshold I think you can drink a lot of coffee before the marginal benefits drop off and before it starts being dangerous. But despite the fact that wine is non-essential and harmful, people drop so much money on wine bottles, wine tastings, and stuff like that. And I just think that if you have that kind of excess wealth, you should be redistributing it instead of buying something that is not practical for you at all. I also just don't like that so much land and water is wasted on wine grapes, which are not good for eating, because we have such inefficient land and water use as it is and it would be so cool if we could grow actual food on that land instead of growing these grapes that can only be used for a non-essential substance. My mentality around this is really just like Maslow's hierarchy of needs like we should try to meet everyone's basic needs before letting some people have these ridiculously opulent traditions that basically only serve like a social function for them. I feel similarly about caviar like caviar culture is pretty stupid like I've tried caviar I had it before I went vegan and it's not good and it can easily be simulated with algae-based substitutes. I think the texture is gross, it tastes fishy, etc. But caviar is a thing that is expensive for the sake of being expensive. And I think a lot of wines are also things that are expensive just for the sake of being expensive. And so are like fugly designer clothes or like really basic clothing items that cost a ton of money that you could get an, a good ethical version of for much less. So yeah, I just, I hate like status symbols, I guess. Okay, my final personal vendetta, well, this is definitely not the only other personal vendetta that I have, but I figured I would just cover three today, is professors who never give perfect grades. So I have to caveat that, like, I only mean professors who don't give any constructive feedback when they give you an imperfect grade. That really grinds my gears. Like, you could at least just show me the rubric that you used to grade my paper or whatever assignment it was. Like, show me where I went wrong, learn is an iterative process and I need to know what I did wrong this time so I can, you know, try to avoid doing that in the 
future, if you can't figure out what's wrong with my paper or my assignment, give me a perfect grade. Like, perfect is, of course, subjective, but if you personally cannot find one thing to critique, then the assignment is literally perfect by your standards. And if it's not perfect, then tell me how it's not perfect instead of just telling me that it's not perfect. I find that extremely unhelpful. And the same goes for professors who never give A's just so they can say, like, almost no one gets an A in my class, like, it's really hard to get an A, guys. Or they, like, brag about how low the average grade in their class is. Like, I think that reflects negatively on you, dude. Like, you basically just told us you're a bad professor. I think these professors think that it'll motivate students to try harder and, like, distinguish themselves and, like, be the, you know, like, I'm not like other girls. I got a 90 in this class where everyone else has, like, a 60. But it just honestly breeds resentment among the students and it makes people give up because they don't think that they're going to be able to achieve a high grade so they should just put in like a low amount of effort and get a low grade because even if they put in high effort they're not going to get a high grade. Honestly one of the best academic lessons I've learned is to just be okay with getting like a B sometimes if I'm putting in B level effort so I can prioritize other classes that mean more to me and that I find more intellectually enriching and I'll talk more about this in a future episode with tips on academic success which will probably be closer to the start of the academic year or during the actual academic year because I just feel like it's more relevant then. But that said, if I'm putting in A-level effort to a class, like if I'm really trying my goddamn hardest and doing every single assignment to the best of my ability and actually getting a lot of things right and the professor is denying me the fruits of my labor, I'm going to be mad. I reserve the right to be angry about that. Like nowadays when I get a B in a class, it's usually intentional. Like I know I could have done better. I know I could have spent more time studying, but consider the fact that studying is sometimes soul-crushingly boring and I just don't want to, and it's a class that is not really relevant to the work I want to do in science, then no, I'm not going to spend all my time studying for it. Like, I'm okay with getting a grade that's maybe not as high so that I can conserve my mental energy for the things that I really care about, and I'm not going to apologize for that. So these have been three of my personal vendettas, motorcycles, wine culture, and professors who never give perfect grades. Thank you for indulging me today and listening to me rant about some things that I have a deep hatred for. Let me know if you want a part two or you know what? I'm probably just going to do a part two anyway. I definitely have more things that I could complain about. And let me know if you relate to any of these things. You can reach me through my podcast Instagram, which is Louisa. All right, my little dinos, that's all I have for you today. And I will talk to you next time. Louisa Miller out.